At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And you've got a tremendous hour for you guys. You've got a nice Monday of college basketball action for you. We're going to take a look at some games here in this segment along with, with our guest in Mr. Kobe Dant. He does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's going to be joining me in 15 minutes. We're going to talk some college basketball with him. We're also going to talk some XFL, get his takeaways from week number two, turn it forward to week number three. As I know here at Circa, they actually do a great job of posting up these openers, which I find to be very nice. So a little bit of a tip of the hat to them. So we're going to be able to break down some action that we are going to be getting on both of those fronts. And then if you missed my DK and pick in our number two, well, have no fear. We're going to refresh that for you in our number three. And if you miss anything, now we give out here on the show, whether it be my picks, whether it be any guest picks, you're able to go down the list, visa.com slash picks. Always be sure to go there. We've always got you covered on that front, and I've got you covered with some analysis for the big ACC game that we're going to be seeing on Monday. This is 851-852 on the board. Florida State plays us in North Carolina. North Carolina opened up an 8-point favorite. They're down to a 7-point favorite, and your total on this game is 151.5. I did set my total at 154.5. Going to be one to go over in this ordeal. You got a Florida State team that legitimately has played a no defense whatsoever this year. I, even though they were able to pull off that massive comeback against Miami, we certainly saw that on full display. Both teams, they were able to get past 80 points. Florida State, 322nd in all of college basketball. In terms of points allowed on a purpose, that's basis. And with North Carolina, so many people say, ooh, this team plays no defense and everything like that. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this North Carolina team is like the Mona Lisa vetoes of defense or anything like that, but they're 114th in the country. They're allowing about five and a half points, 5.6 points more for one hour possessions when they leave home rather than when they are in Chapel Hill. So, I mean, it's not a great defense, but at the same time, it's not objectively terrible in terms of their defense. As a matter of fact, they're actually giving up fewer points per possession at this point this year than they did a season ago. But what I really think is massive here is North Carolina is coming off of shooting 10 of 22 for three-point range against Virginia. One of the DK Nation picks I've lost in recent weeks. That was on North Carolina on Saturday because they went from shooting 30% from three-point range overall for the season to shooting hot in that game. 
Now, we saw this a few weeks ago when they went bombs away from three against Clemson as well. Their next game against Miami, they were colder than an igloo. And I do expect that to be the case as well. You see this North Carolina team just be very volatile with their three-point shooting. If they have a cold three-point shooting game, the next game, they're going to be super-duper hot and vice versa. They go flamethrower mode from three-point range one game. The next game, they're as cold as a snowman. So... That's the way that North Carolina's been operating. Meanwhile, Florida State, if North Carolina decides to heat up from three-point range, you'll just let them shoot it from three because they have not been playing a lot of defense. But you do have a big three when it comes to this Florida State team. And the biggest one is Matthew Cleveland. Matthew Cleveland, during the month of January, had a really nice run of double-doubles. And he hasn't been quite on that run here recently, but he's been able to do a really good job of being able to help out this offense. As a matter of fact, he, Darren Green, along Caleb Mills, between the three of them, they have been able to combine for about 40-ish points per contest. Cleveland, 14.3 points, 7.5 boards, ships in there a seal per game while shooting 37.5% from three as a six foot seven combo player. Former top 50 recruit that really didn't blossom until the middle of this year, but boy, has he blossomed. And then you've got Caleb Mills, who's more of your floor general, 3.5 assists, steal and a half per game, and then he have thrown there Darren Green who's really a chucker. He shoots 90% at the free fly, and he shoots 37.5% from three-point range. You go along with his 14 points and two assists per game. And then for North Carolina, just had a lot of depth with this team. Puff Johnson has been able to give you a little bit of something off the bench, but this is a team that they really do rely upon their starting five. And pretty much everyone in their starting five for the season has shot right around about 30 one-ish percent from three-point range. As a matter of fact, you've got R.J. Davis, who shoots 33% from three, 15 and a half points per contest. Caleb Love, Pete Nance, both of these guys combined to shoot about 31% from three-point range. Love has been able to give you 17 points, right around two and a half assists per game. And then Pete Nance is able to give 10 points per contest as well. Leaky Black, he's more of a defensive stopper with his 7.6 half rebounds per game. But with this North Carolina team, what they do a very good job of, not turning the ball over, making the most out of their possession, 10.8 turnovers per game for them. They forced 10.7 turnovers per game despite being a top 50 team in terms of total possessions per game. They just do not rip it away. That means that you're going to get lots of clean possessions on both sides for scoring Florida State. They turn the ball over about 12 times per contest. They generate about 12, 12 turnovers per contest as well. So rather stable there. You've got a North Carolina team that should be able to do a good job on the glass with Armando Baycoat being able to give you about 15 points, 11 rebounds per game, but it feels like he's been a little bit worse this year than he was a season ago. Meanwhile, Bobba Miller, who missed about half the season due to a suspension that I know is a little bit controversial, just hasn't been able to deliver anything for the team whatsoever. He's not been a force on defense. He's not been a force on the glass, so... I think that this is going to be a game that's going to be up and down, full of offense. I recognize that North Carolina has not necessarily been scoring a ton recently. And I mean, for that matter, the defense has given up 71 points or fewer and had six out of their last nine games. They've been playing a little bit better, but with Florida State games, I mean, all these games are just going over. They're going bombs away from three, and they are obliging and giving you a whole bunch of clean opportunities as well. I fully expect that to be the case in this one. I do think that North Carolina gets the job done, but I do think the Florida State going to be a little bit warmer with their three-point shooting rather than a North Carolina bunch that still is in the bottom 40 in terms of three-point shooting percentage. So a circumstance where I'm going to be willing to take the seven with Florida State's up my line at 6.5 and they make my total of 154.5. So I'm also going to be looking over in this ordeal as well. How about if we add out West to uh, the great state of Wyoming? 855-856 on the betting board. Nevada's going to be it in the road face off against the Cowboys. Wyoming is a 5 to 5.5 point underdog in your total. It is between 138 and 138.5 where I sit right now at circa as a 5 up on Nevada and that's where I'm going to be settling. I said Nevada is a 5.5 point favorite. I always do have a little bit of a fear whenever a team goes on the road to Wyoming that they are going to run out of steam just because Wyoming does play at that infamous elevation where you're up north of 10,000 feet. And maybe that signs to let you know how high up you are because I don't remember off the top of my head the approximate amount of feet. But they will do a good job of reminding you over there in the great state of Wyoming. But I do think that that elevation might be working against Wyoming as well because this is a Cowboys team that all of a sudden they have no depth whatsoever. 
They brought in three transfers from the Pac-12 during the offseason, and currently all three of them have left the program. That is far from savory, and you've got a Nevada team that has been able to do a really good job of actually traveling with their defense. Nevada overall this season is 84th of the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. They're allowing just one and a half points more per 100 possessions when they do leave home. So they've done a good job of being able to duplicate what they do away from home, and you've got a lot of good versatility for this team. You've got a guy in Keenan Blackshear who's a six foot six, a little bit of a do-it-all jitterbug that's able to give you 14 and a half points, 4.8 boards, steal and a half per game. Doesn't shoot it well from three, but you've got Will Baker at seven feet tall. She's nearly 37% for the outside, 14 points, five boards. Jared Lucas doesn't necessarily do a lot in terms of rebounding, steals, or anything like that, but he's a really good on-ball defender. It's a Nevada team that does sort of cycle through their defense. They give you a bunch of different looks. He does a good job of being a chameleon and gelling with all of them. He's your main scorer with 16.5 points per game. And then Darren Williams as a freshman, 7.5 points, 7.2 boards, seal and a half, 2.7 assists per game. You need him to. He'll sell hot dogs at the hot dog stand for you as well. Meanwhile, Hunter Maldonado, he might be the most versatile guard out there on the floor. Was a big part of the reason why Wyoming was able to make the NCAA tournament a season ago. Be able to supply about 15 points, 4.5 boards, 4 assists. But his main support in terms of scoring, Noah Reynolds. He's out for the year. You've had Xavier DeSalle be able to shoot about 40% from three. He's able to give you seven points per game, but they need him to step up. And you've got one player that gives you at least five rebounds per game, and that'd be Hunter Thompson. And he gives you approximately five rebounds per game. He's not necessarily terrific down low. It's a Wyoming team that has really been bereft of. A lot of guys are able to give you just production. I wish I could call it anything else, but... They don't have a lot of guys that are able to give you just too much of anything at all. Pretty much you're down to seven scholarship guys for Wyoming. Six that see meaningful minutes. Brandon Wetzel has been able to give you about eight and a half points. Chips in there, four boards. She said okay from three-point range. But due to all the injuries and the guys that they kicked off the team, Wyoming has had to really throttle down with their offense. They weren't an up-tempo team when they made the NCAA tournament last year, but now they rank outside the top 300 in terms of total possessions per game. It is Wyoming's crew that has just not been too good with their defense either. 310th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. Now, they do allow 9.9 points fewer per 100 possessions when they are at home rather than when they are away from home. And this is not a Nevada team that is going to get out there and they're going to grip it and rip it. This is a Nevada team that now ranks about 250th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. So they have certainly throttled themselves down and... That is a big reason why I do like the total under. I did sell my total at 135.5. Has been a while since these two teams match up, but I do think that Nevada is going to be able to take it to Wyoming in this spot. First time around, Wyoming had, oh, I don't know, an actual bench that they were able to rely upon. Now they don't have as much of that, and this is a Nevada team that they're, in my opinion, not going to be able to make the NCAA tournament unless if they make a deep run in the Mountain West tournament. But we're going to keep their NCAA tournament at large hopes alive. They have to survive this road trip to Wyoming, a Wyoming team that has been terrible against the spread. Meanwhile, Nevada, they've been overachieving all year long, 19-8-1 against the spread. I think they make it 28-1 against the spread. Willing to lay up to five with Nevada, and we're going to be taking a look at this total under, and coming in next, we keep the college basketball chatter going. Kobe Dand, he does terrific work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast. I work with the podcast, The College Experience. He joins me next to take a look at this Monday card right here on VSIM, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Sports fans, as the football season ends, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is a place to be for basketball and hockey. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line item. Boost join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and so much more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today as it's a whole new game. We're back here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network, and I think the paper misspoke because. XFL is going on as well. And we're going to be talking about that with Kobe Dant in a few minutes, who does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He does their XFL podcast. He does one of their main college basketball podcasts as well, the college experience. But we got to lead off with some college basketball coverage. And Kobe, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Best time of year right now. It certainly is the best time of year. And Kobe, when it comes to conference tournaments, do you play a lot of futures in terms of conference tournaments or do you like to go game to game just because with myself I'm always a little bit more of a game to game guy because there are upsets that happen but I would rather just be taking a look at this game to game I think that you get a lot better value if you do a lot of money line rollovers if you are so inclined as well I just really don't dive into the futures quite as much I would rather just be able to bet each game individually uh, I kind of do both, but I think I lean to your side of things of betting the games individually. I do that more often, but you know, there's some leagues where I see value, uh, like the horizon league where I really believe that you could have four or five different outcomes, but you know, in the Atlantic sun or, or say the Patriot league or the AE, it kind of goes chalk where it doesn't make sense to, to take the, uh, the favorites that have been dominating those leagues over the past few years. Yep. I'm right there with you. And a. Hey. We do have conference tournament action starting up on Monday as we are going to be getting the Atlantic Sun Tournament getting going. And it involves a pair of games that involve teams that if they win, they might not be able to make the NCAA Tournament. And Bellarmine versus Queens, one of the dumbest rules I've ever seen. What advantage do you get going from the D2 level to the D1 level? I have absolutely no idea, but it is what it is. We've got... Queens of Florida Gulf Coast with Queens being between a one and a half to a two point favorite at a total of 153 to 153 and a half. What do you make out of this game? Because with Queens, the one and a half is pretty much a max I'm willing to lay with them. I do think that this is a rather toss up game, but I do take a look at the under just because Florida Gulf Coast is a pretty slow tempo team. And I do think that in these conference tournament games, we are going to be seeing the tempo slow down just a little bit because it is do or die for these teams. Yeah, and from what I understand, I was looking at the bracket here. This is not at Queens. This is actually at in Kennesaw, Georgia, I think. Right? Is that accurate? I mean, I was I was trying to so my app was telling me that it was in uh Charlotte. I'll double check, but I thought this was at Queens. I, so I, I had two different things. I had my app telling me that, and then I looked at the bracket 
uh, one of the brackets published for it, and then it said that that was going to be in Kennesaw, Georgia, and then the other one was going to be uh, at Liberty's campus. But uh, either way, <laughs> I wouldn't go further either, but I feel like Queens has got to be my play at this point, even though Florida Gulf Coast, we did see them go to Los Angeles and beat USC. If it's at Queens, I like it a lot better, obviously, than a, a game that I guess no one would be at because there's no uh, allegiance to either of those two teams if it's on campus uh, in Kennesaw. But uh, I, I do think they're slightly the better team. I can see how they came up with the number because it was a two-point game the first time they played. Uh, both teams have kind of been fading down the stretch, but uh, Queens is the better offensive team, and I think that's enough for me at the end of the day. To, and I think they have the chip on the shoulder of like, hey, you know, we're a D2 school. You know, let's let's see what we can make make a, a fool of this rule that we saw last year when Bellarmine uh, when Bellarmine uh, won the uh, won the A Sun. Yep, and it looks like this is going to be a game in Charlotte, North Carolina. They always for the Atlantic Sun typically like to keep it to home campuses. So this is one that, unless if you see otherwise, I would assume this to be on the campus of Queens out there in the lovely city of Charlotte, and then. We've got North Florida versus Bellarmine. Bellarmine won the Atlantic Sun Tournament last year. They're really going to need to fight to win this one. They would need to win four games to do so, and this will be the first of them. North Florida, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. And this is a rematch of a game that we saw on Friday. So, no love lost between these two teams. You saw both of these teams combined to shoot north of 45% from three-point range. They were flamethrowers from three. What do you make out of this one? Just because with Bellarmine, Typically, this is a team that's very inefficient with their defense, very efficient with their offense, but the offense just isn't hitting the same as they did in past years. Oh, 100%. But but I'll say this. The fact they played them so recently, I kind of like that angle. You know, it's like watching a seven-game series or something uh, where you could just, hey, you know, let's make some adjustments. What wasn't working for us the first time or the second time? Uh, and, and the fact that that game was so recent, I think it's an advantage more so for Bellerman than it is North Florida. And that's why I think I'll take the points. I don't love the play, but I mean, I'll take the points contrast and styles, the way Bellerman, you know, so slow at pace, but normally efficient at that, uh, offensive side of the ball. But, uh, North Florida likes to run it up the, the court shoot, you know, at a, or at a high pace. So I think Bellerman's pro- the, the side that I like more. Another thing is the pedigree. They did win the tournament a year ago. They've been to this spot even though a lot of that team is gone. Uh, give me Bellerman in the points, though. North Florida might get the win, but I think I, I'll, I'll take, I, I think it's going to be a close game. I do think that it's a really interesting spot for an under two, just because the first time around, both of these teams just could not miss from three far range. And with Bellerman, they are the third slowest team on the road in all of college basketball. Now, I think that this is an interesting spot for an under as well as You've got the Baylor versus Oklahoma State game. Baylor currently a one-and-a-half-point favorite. It came out this afternoon slash evening that it looks like Keontae George is going to be out of the fold for Baylor. I like the under before knowing that that Keontae George was going to be out of the fold, so that just is a little bit of an added boost for that. But what do you make out of this game? Because with Baylor, I'd be willing to lay the one-and-a-half, but I really wouldn't want to go any further than that. I'm going to take a shot. So I, I agree. First off, I like the under, I think if you're going to bet this game, obviously Avery Anderson's still out for uh, Oklahoma state and they haven't really been the same team of late. Uh, but I do like the motivational edge for Oklahoma state here. They are a team that has lost a few in a row. And if they want any, uh, I think four in a row now, uh, if they want any chance of making the NCAA tournament, cause they're playing their way out of the tournament right now, they need to win this game or, or, or start winning. You know, I know they have a, a couple other games, but this is a huge test right here. You win this. I think you're in, I'm going with the motivation. And, uh, I think, I think they could, I think they could kind of slow down this, this, this Baylor team. Who's gotten a lot better. I feel like, uh, over the past month. So Give me Oklahoma State. They're they're the the better defensive team. I know Scott Drew's normally got some decent defensive teams, but they're charting at 55 in the defensive rating. So sign me up for for Oklahoma State. The crowd should be lit. So give me the Cowboys. Yep, and to your point on both fronts, Oklahoma State allowing 11.1 points fewer per 100 possessions at home, and Baylor since the first time that these two teams met, they're playing at an average of five and a half possessions fewer these last 13 games as opposed to their first 16 games of the year. So I think that that does lead to an under. 
And to your point, I do think that this is going to be a nip and tuck game. I lean a little bit more to Baylor just because I do think that they're a tad undervalued with the way that Jonathan Chamo Chachua has been looking ever since he has gotten back in the fold. This is one that I think is very fascinating as well. The Montana State-Eastern Washington game because Eastern Washington had the nation's longest win streak before that was snapped on Saturday. Now they return home to face off against Montana State, who's really the other juggernaut team in the big sky. And with Montana State, they're between a two and a half to a three-point underdog. How do you gauge this game? Because with Eastern Washington, they could be really fired up. They lose their win streak, and now they return home with a chance to be able to lay it on, who is their biggest competition in the conference, or they could be sort of feeling sorry for themselves that they lost. I sort of lean to what I initially said. I do think that East Washington gets fired up and they're able to get back on the horse and they're able to get a new streak formed. You know, I thought this line might be a little bigger and I know, I know Eastern Washington, I've seen this team live. I think they're a good team, but I also think they had, they were living on the edge in a lot of games, a lot of games. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take a shot that there's blood in the water. The Bobcats are playing good ball. They won four straight. They're nine and five on the road. Now I know that's, you could take that two ways and say, well, that's not amazing, but it's good enough. And college basketball winning on the road means a lot. You have a winning record on the road. I'll take it. I know Eastern Washington's 11 and 0 at home. But I do believe they've been living in these close games. If you go back through that, what, 18-game win streak, they had a lot of close games, a lot of close wins. So I like the fact that I can get points, and I wouldn't even mind the money line play here because I think Montana State and Eastern Washington are I – think, I don't think there's a big gap there. I think they're pretty much on the same level. Give me Montana State to win this thing outright. And, Kobe, we've got about 30 seconds for this one. Any sort of lean with Iowa State versus West Virginia with West Virginia, a four to four and a half point underdog? Oh, I mean, the way Iowa State's been playing down the stretch, what, three of their last, only won three of their last 10. But West Virginia, I think, played their heart out the other night and they came up short. I was shocked by the, how well they played at the fog there against Kansas. I think I lead Iowa State. I think Iowa State's going to, this this crowd should be lit. This is a, a second in a row for Kansas, so give me the Cyclone. And I certainly do like the under as well. Iowa State still saw with their defense, not providing a lot on offense, but a man that provides a lot to this show is Kobe Dant of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Now we're coming up next. We talk to Kobe about some XFL right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Sports fans, if you're looking for a betting edge in the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSN experts have got you covered. Become a VSN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VSN Pro subscribers get access to a daily recap of the top plays made by VSN shows and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSN betting guides, for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, bets, bets, and daily props. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe and sign up for just $9.99 today. That is VSIN.com slash subscribe. And we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And any picks made by our guests, those are going to be at VEASAN.com slash picks as well as we are being rejoined by Kobe Dant, who does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network does a great job with the college experience along with their XFL podcast. And Kobe, what did you make out of the week two XFL coverage? Because I do think that it's been very interesting what we've found. And it feels like finally the bookmakers have been able to figure out these totals with regards to an ancillary football league as we have seen a 50-50 split between overs and unders. And a lot of these games, they are landing close to the high 30s slash 40s so the bookmakers have done a very good job of setting these totals in my opinion yes yeah, certainly especially knowing that the quirky scoring system that we're not we're not accustomed to uh which I, I would imagine would have been a challenge for them out the gate but week week two i thought you know you had what the monsoon in vegas uh where yep. where, where the turf was was a little bit of an issue but i enjoyed it personally i thought that game Kind of reminded me of a throwback game uh, growing up, uh, watching games in the 80s where, you know, the kickers were falling, stuff like that. I appreciated it. And uh, and then you had the uh, the Thursday night game. I was disappointed with the Seattle Sea Dragons. I have a future on them, so I'm, I'm quietly a huge uh, 
Sea Dragons fan over here. Uh, and then uh, today's games, I was not surprised to see Orlando Guardians being being bad again. I think that they're the clear cut, easily the worst team in this league. Uh, was a bit surprised on the the Roughnecks outcome though. The Roughnecks defensive line just dominated the uh, the Renegades there, and I thought that was the real storyline of that second game. And what I think is a real storyline right now is that we've got a clear cut bottom team in my opinion. That's the Orlando Guardians. They got well, shellacked by the San Antonio Brahmas. Brahmas go on the road. They win by a count of 30 to 12. What have you made out of this Guardians team? Because game number one, it was a Fax and Lynch game, and we all knew what to expect there. Game number two was a little bit more unpredictable, but more of the same. It's never a good sign when a, and look, Terrell Buckley, I thought was a great player, but it's never a good sign. He He's never had head coaching experience. They interview him after the game, and he says, you know, I need new players. All right. Some, maybe some of the problem, even if you don't think it's yours, you protect your team and you blame yourself. I don't, I, I was surprised by that outcome and I don't know how that will go over in the locker room. So I'm going to look to continue to fade the guardians uh, moving forward. And I don't know where you find new players. Do you go down to the local save our big, like, are you a man under the age of 35 years old can bench press more than 500 pounds? Well, we have a job for you. <laughs> I mean, that's just absolutely terrific because I football players aren't growing on trees anytime soon. And you're going to be hard pressed to find guys that are in good enough shape to be able to do so. I, I mean, it's just absolutely hilarious to take a look there. And then the other game that we did for, see on Sunday, the Roughnecks, who they became really the biggest favorite on this week's card in the XFL. They were able to get it done by kind of 23 to 14. What have you made out of the Roughnecks thus far this season? Because they do look like clear cut, in my opinion, the top team in the XFL to this point. I, I mean, I think you're right. I just wonder what, after watching that game today, now look, their defensive line and their defense in general was really impressive to me. Uh, but I also wonder now that I think about it, how good were the renegades? You know, they won without scoring an offensive touchdown in week one. So is there a chance that the renegades are the second worst team potentially? Now I don't want to discredit what Houston's done because they look really good in both games, but I, I often wonder, you know, in a league with no history, essentially, you know, are they playing the worst two teams and that padding their, 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 their production, their stats, everything the the outcomes, um, maybe I still, I'm dying hard on the DC Seattle side. I have two futures there. I think those two teams, and I was actually really impressed with Heinz Ward. When you look at it, Heinz Ward's team, uh, you know, the, the Brahmas should probably be two and oh, the battle Hawks have been living on the edge. So I, I mean, I think you have to say Houston right now, but I'm curious as this play, you know, to see the season play out because I think there's a chance they could be a little bit of fool's gold. Yeah, but I do think that there's a chance of that as well. And if you take a look at the initial openers that we've got at Circus Sports in terms of what we're getting in week three of the XFL, it is the Roughnecks. We're going to be opening up as a four-point favorite against the Brahmas. What do you make out of this line with it being a four-point line with the Houston Roughnecks? Typically, the critical number with regards to the NFL is three. As we know, XFL, a little bit different. It feels like you go sort of in increments of two just because of the way that the conversion system is set up, being able to go for one, two, or three. I'm interested here because I do think San Antonio is better than their record, as I just alluded to. But but also, even today, you know, I know they only had 210 yards of offense, uh, but still we're getting four yards of play. You compare that to what Houston was doing, just for, they had 4.2 yards of play. And I like I like taking the dog angle here. Give me give me uh give me the Brahmas. I think to uh I, I feel like they're better than their record. I want to see them try to reestablish the ground game uh that they had success with in the first uh XFL game they played against the Battlehawks. Uh so I'll take the points again. I'm I guess I'm I'm just reluctant to go all the way in on Houston, even though they've looked dominant uh the first two games. And then the DC defenders. In that monsoon game that we saw against Vegas, they were able to get it done by a count of 18 to six. Now they find themselves as a point half favorite here in week number three against the St. Louis Battlehawks. It's a Battlehawks team that is two and zero, but I feel like it needs to come with a pretty big asterisk because they were losing in about 58 minutes of that week one game against the Brahmas. 
In week two, they play that Thursday night game against the Seattle Sea Dragons. They had to come back in that one as well. They were the beneficiaries of a missed field goal. They make that rally late. What do you make out of this line? Because it does feel like the Battle Hawks, even though they're 2-0, they don't play as well as the record does, and I still have question marks with Anthony Beck as a coach. 100%. I mean, I don't know how they're 2-0, but credit to them because they've been able to, to somehow win these games miraculously, it seems like, every week. I think I got to take DC here because I think De'Eric King is an emerging star. I expect him to get more looks. He reminds me of the USFL league, DeAndre Johnson with the generals a year ago when you saw flashes of him and they were reluctant to use him with the generals in the USFL. But uh, the same situation seems to be happening in DC. Uh, and I, I, I believe this game is, is in, uh, in DC. It so is. you're going to have, that crowd again. I have, I grew up in the DC area. I know a lot of friends of mine are going, they're actually excited to go to that game and over. Like, I feel like there hasn't been this excitement with the, the Redskins slash commanders in a long time. So I, I think that's a legit home edge where I know, I know we made the case on this show last week that we don't think the, the home edge is too much. I think if there is one, it's probably going to be in Washington, DC. So I'm going to take the defenders uh, minus one and a half to get it done. And this is the most demonstrative line that we are seeing on the board. It is the old Guardians. They're going to be hitting the road. They're going to be facing off against the Renegades. And the Renegades open up as an 8.5-point favorite. Are the Guardians so bad that they deserve to be 8.5-point underdogs in this spot? Because I do take a look at it. And it's a Renegades team that is currently 1-1. One one. I don't know what to expect out of the Orlando Guardians, but... I do fear that this might be starting to get a little bit too far with the disrespect on them. I think you're right. I mean, my only, my only problem would be what I mentioned prior of Terrell Buckley and, and maybe that that's not a good thing to say to your team, but who knows I, who might be <laughs> signing up because maybe he finds a grocery store with a whole bunch of former guys that were playing for like, insert yourself in school here. He's able to find a bunch of guys and there they are. Hey, give me a call, Terrell. Uh, I'll play. I'll play. Let me hop in here. Um, no, I think you're right, though. I think we got to take the points. When you look, we have a two-game sample now of this Renegades offense, and I'm I was shocked to see. I thought they would pull the plug on play. The first pass of the game was an interception for Kyle Sloter, who we've seen have success in the NFL preseasons. We've seen him have success in the USFL. He led the league last year. I don't understand. This offense has been stagnant. Zero touchdowns in the first game today. Just 2.3 yards per play, 125 total yards of offense. There's no way you can lay that many points with an offense that's been that bad. So give me the Guardians. Reluctantly, reluctantly I, I'm taking them, but I think you have to with that number. Yep, I'm right there with you. And Terrell Buckley needs someone. I played offensive line on my freshman Hortonville Polar Bears high school football team. I had no strength. I had no speed. Kobe Dent, he's got strength, he's got speed, he's a five-tool player when it comes to joining this show. Kobe, I always do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, and uh, yeah, I'm available. My 40 time might be a little worse than it was 20 years ago. Yep, mine is actually a little bit better now, but with that said, we're going to look to get better with our college basketball picks. I give you my DK Nation pick for this college basketball Monday next. You're on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sports fans, the place to be for all things basketball and hockey is Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers has you covered with every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Parlays, Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and so much more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today as it's a whole new game, as it is the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Always oh, great to get Kobe Dant aboard. Apparently, someone that might be playing for Tyrell Buckley in the XFL next week. And always oh, great to get him aboard while he's not playing for Tyrell Buckley. Doing a great job covering the XFL, long college basketball over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network was a lot of fun. And just a little bit of a programming note the new VEASAN schedule, it is going to be starting up today. It is the same old, same old, though, at the top, though. Follow the money, Mitch Moss, Paul Howard. They are back from vacation. They're ready to go 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. It is a staple of Eason. I'm sure that they're going to be doing a great job getting you guys set for what's going to be a great week of betting in college basketball, the NBA, NHL, and so much more. So very much looking forward to that. And if you missed anything on the Greg Peterson experience, vsan.com slash picks for all the picks. And you're also able to take a look at the Vsan Best Bets feed for every single hour of the Greg Peterson experience. But let's dive in now. With the DK Nation pick, as we're going to be going with some Big 12 action in this one. 863, 864 on the betting board. Baylor, they're going to be going on the road facing off against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a one and a half point underdog. Your total on this game, it is 142 and a half. Now, I personally did have to because I did this preview of Baylor versus Oklahoma State just about two hours ago. And in the time since I did that, I did find out that Keontae Johnson. Is out of the fold. I know that I had a follower to tweet me that being like, hey, he got ruled out later or earlier tonight. And well, I did make a little bit of an adjustment to Baylor. I now have them as more of a two point favorite. So the one and a half that we're seeing is the absolute max. I am willing to lay with the Baylor Bears. But with that said, this actually helps out the DK Nation right up. I like the under in this spot. You've got a Baylor team that has really been throttling down with regards to their tempo since the beginning part of the season. Their first 16 games of the season, so that's every game that they played prior to their first matchup with Oklahoma State. They were playing at a rate that was nearing 73 possessions per game, more like 72.9, so they were a top 75 team in terms of total possessions per game. They're now clocking in 168. They have seen a drop-off of about 5.6 possessions per game in their last 13 games, so... They're playing significantly more slowly. Now, they still are a top 15 team in the country in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. You've got a pair of guys in Adam Flagler, coupled with also uh, LJ Cryer, who have been able to do a solid job being able to combine for nearly 30 points per game. Both of these guys 
Do shoot north of 39.5% for three-point range at Flagler. Gives you five assists per game, and you've got every th day John. Jonathan Chamo Chachua comes back for Baylor. He's been able to do a solid job hauling in there right around five to six rebounds. He's been back for six games. He does help this team on the defensive side of things as well. But for Oklahoma State, even with Keontae George in the fold, I still can't get behind them because they're dealing with an injury to Avery Anderson. He was the only starter for Oklahoma State when these two teams first played in mid-January that had double figures. I believe that you also had, coming in off the bench, Caleb Asbury, who had double figures in that game as well. But Baylor was able to take that game first time around. That was without Jonathan Chamochachua by 16 points. It was 74-56, to and it really didn't get a lot of offense generated in that game. Got an Oklahoma State team that is 321st in the country in terms of taking care of the ball. Ever since Avery Anderson has been out of the fold and he last played in the team's first game in the month of February. So he's been out for about six to seven games now. They have been averaging 14.6 turnovers per game. Very much less than Savory for them. Musa Cisse, he's able to give you about eight and a half rebounds per game down low. But you can tell that he looks like he's still being bothered a little bit by injury. Caleb Boone is able to give you 12 points, a little bit over a block per contest. But it's an Oklahoma State team that is leaving something to be desired on offense. And I will say their defense has been significantly better at home. Now, they have given up north of 70 points at each other last four games. Prior to that, they were a rock on defense, but I do think that they're going to be able to rise up a little bit more on this occasion with them being back at home as they are 36th overall in the country in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis, but giving up 11.1 points fewer per one hour possessions at home rather than in a road slash record environment. Meanwhile, you do have a Baylor team that they are scoring 12 points fewer per one hour possessions when they are away from home as well. So, I do think that you've got yourself a game that's going to be much like the first time around. A little bit more slow, a little bit more grimy. Both teams having a little bit of a rough time of it, being able to get their offense flowing. So my DK Nation write-up is on the under. The Keontae George injury, trust me, it does not hurt this write-up at all. Actually, it helps it in a little bit of a way as well. So I do like the under in this spot. And with Baylor, still willing to lay one and a half with them, but... And it's the absolute max that I'm willing to lay with Baylor. I'm willing to lay up to one and a half and my write-up. That is going to be on the under. And then taking a look at the rest of what we've got on this Monday, we've seen a little bit of a line move in this game. If 59, 860 on the betting board. Montana hits the road face-off against Idaho. Idaho opened up as a four-point underdog. Now they are a five-point home underdog. Your total on this game is one from 138 and a half. We've seen it go up to between 139 and a half and 140 and a half and my big fear in this game, if you're taking a look at the total, is that you just don't get enough possessions for this game to go over. Montana is a bottom 25 team in terms of possessions per game. Idaho, they're hovering more in that range of about 250th to 260th in terms of possessions per game. Now, I will say this for Montana. They're giving up nearly 15 points more per 100 possessions in a roadside neutral court environment than they are at home. And... For Idaho, this has certainly been a very far from great defense. As a matter of fact, they've been pretty terrible as they rank right around 335th of the country in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. But being out there in Moscow, Idaho, that does help them out as they're giving up right around about 6.9 points fewer per one hundred possessions when they are at home. So that's a little bit of a helper. But with Idaho, they're not necessarily a great three-point shooting team. They shoot about 34.5% from three-point range. You do have Devontae Moffitt along with Isaac Jones, who have been able to combine for about 36 points per game. You've got Jones, who's able to give you seven and a half boards. Moffitt is able to give you five assists per game. And Ido really doesn't turn the ball over all like flat. Montana doesn't really turn the ball over all like flat either. Neither of these teams necessarily generate a bunch of turnovers. But for Montana, I could only set them as a four and a half point favorite just because it is a team that they're rather limited with their rebounding options. You've got Josh Bannon, who's very versatile. At six foot ten, he gives you 15 points. Eight and a half boards, three and a half assists, shooting 41% from three par range. He's the most versatile player out there on the floor. But then Baz said, you got one other guy that gives you north of 3.3 rebounds per game. It's hard to say that Ido has like 15 guys on the roster that are able to get you five plus boards per game or anything like that. But you know what? I do think that Jones is going to be able to do a relatively solid job down low. Ever since Taron Frank went down with an injury, you've noticed Nigel Burris do a solid job for this team. Eight and a half points, right around five boards. He's been able to shoot about 44% from three-point range. Dominique Ford is able to shoot it well from three-point range. And this is a Montana team that, let's call it what it is, they don't do a great job of being able to guard the arc as 
Montana is allowing teams to be able to shoot right around 33 plus percent from three fire engine roadside search record environment. They are significantly better at home with this regard. I know they're leaving something to be desired on this front as well, but I do think that it's going to be a lot of one and done possessions in this game. It is an Ido team that they grab seven offensive rebounds per game. That is in the bottom 20 in all of college basketball. So I think that you're just going to be coming up dry in a lot of these possessions. And on top of that, you just don't have a pair of teams that play with much tempo. So I did set my line at a four and a half. Now that we're getting to five, it is leading me to taking the points with Ido. I personally, I'm going to let this marinate, see where it goes in the AM. If we could get an even further inflated number on Ido, great. If this goes back to more around the four range that we were seeing with Montana, I'd be willing to ride with them. But now that we've seen this total get to north of 140, going to be diving in on the under. I did sell my total at a 138.5, so a little bit of value there. And then also out there in the big sky, this is a team that I think should not be the favorite. 867, 868 on the board. Portland State plays us to Sacramento State. Sacramento State, a two and a half to a three point underdog. Toronto's game is between 141 and a half and 142. Last time these two teams faced off, it was a while ago. Sacramento State was able to get the job done. Portland State does not have a single guy that gives you north of five rebounds per game, and they have to go up against seven foot one giant of the earth, Colin McRae, who's been rock solid for the Sacramento State team. Right around 10 and a half points, nine and a half boards. He's able to give you a block and two and a half steals per game. Sacramento State, as a collective, they shoot in the mid-30s from three-point range. Portland State doesn't even shoot it well from three-point range. Top 50 in terms of total possessions per game. Bottom 75 team in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. Sacramento State, 70 points or fewer surrendered in four out of their last six games. I like Sacramento State outright on the money line. I set my total 137, diving under as well. And we'll get you out of here on a nice little VEASAN pro tip. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these by show and by sport. When it comes to all the hoopla of college basketball, do not forget, along with the NCAA tournament, you're able to make money on the NIT, CBI, and the uh, now legend classic, formerly known as the CIT. Do not forget about the smaller tournaments, and do not forget about Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard. That comes your way, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.